Welcome to episode number 21 of the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media. It is Tyler Glass now with the Tampa Bay Rays. Let's see, has that mouth been washed out with soap or, or not? Not yet. Maybe if oh. I do it again, I'll have to I'll have to put some soap in there. I, I got to tell you, though, it's hilarious. It is. It's so funny. It is. I, I, I see some some humor in it, too. There's another side of me, too, that's just like, stop doing that. But I really have no control over it. Maybe if I tried a little harder, but like my mind's elsewhere, obviously, when I'm pitching. And it's just like normal reaction. Like, And KK's done that for me so many times. Like, he saved me so many runs since I've been a raid. Or like, I'm just so, so grateful. And in the form of a lot of cuss words. Well, you know that you're, um, you made it on TMZ because you talked about it, how your mom texted you to stop doing that, right? Yeah, my, I actually didn't even know like the TMZ thing happened. And then my mom told me, she's yeah. like, who's on TMZ? And I was like, oh, great. That's cool. <laughs> was she excited to be on TMZ? She was like joking around like, you know, you've made it when you go to TMZ. And I said, congrats, mom. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, that's a big moment. Yeah, for sure. I think, it's, yeah, it's like pretty funny for a pretty funny reason, too. But yeah, she's she's a champ. So I think she liked it. Yeah. Well, you know what? We can actually ask her ourselves. Oh, nice. There you go. I didn't know this was happening. Yeah, because uh, here she goes. It is uh, Donna Glass now joining us from the great state of Arizona. Hey. Uh, hey. Hi, Mom. Hi. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm fine. Nice. Yes. So, so tell us about this. Did you text him after the that that one start where he was, you know, saying those words and all that sort of stuff? Yeah, he had done it, you know, a couple games before, but I, I think his dad and I were the only ones who really caught it, maybe a few other people out there, because we're so dialed in to everything watching him. And uh, this last time, because he was on the mound, it was pretty obvious. And I guess where I come from, and he probably knows this, is that there's kids watching. But then I thought, well, maybe the kids can't read what he's saying. But then you're social media and all, it's all over Twitter, Instagram, and it spells it all out for everybody. <laughs> so it's not like you can't hide anymore. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, look, I would- look, wait, look, I even brought, in case I say something I'm not supposed to. Yeah, nice. There you go. <laughs> oh my God. Very good. Very Don good. will say a cuss word here and there. Not oh, too yeah. much. I've been known to, yeah. <laughs> so the right place in the right time. He Tyler go. grew up in a family that as he got yeah. older. I didn't learn it for myself. Let's just say yeah. That. <laughs> it's okay. But we waited till he was older. <laughs> yeah. that, that that's perfectly fine. You're allowed to be emotional. Do you swear, Donna, at the TV screen when they, like if there's a bad call and you think it's a strike and it was called a ball? Are you one of the yellers? Uh Let's see. I will definitely make a comment. I don't swear that much oh. in certain situations, but I have been known to rip off a few in the choice. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm capable. I think I it's think few and far between. It holds more weight when you don't do it very often. So when Donna is mad and she cusses, it's like she means business. Look out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait a second. We talked about this. You, what did you just call your mom, Tyler? Ooh, I say Donna. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just whatever. <laughs> I call her mom too. Mama Donna. Yeah, there you go. Okay, good, good. So when you when you get the text from your mom, were you were you taken aback a little bit? Because some 
be like, mom, I'm working here. Like, no, I mean, like I, she was like, clearly joking. She was like joking, but also like maybe try and stop. But like, I knew it was like all in fun. Like she was just kind of joking around with me, but like, there's some seriousness in there too. I think, yeah, it's probably good. If I do have the consciousness to be able to like check myself in the moment, maybe, maybe I will, but who knows? It's kind of when you're out there, you're just letting it fly. You're not really thinking about it. Yeah. Not really checking yourself. True. Mm -hmm. True. But the last game you did cover your mouth. I saw yeah, that. See, you baby steps. Clearly, tell what you were saying. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if it's going to do any good. <laughs> yeah. So in that last game, um, in Anaheim, there was a line drive hit right back at your son. I know that, like, that's number one on my most terrifying parent list when we're talking about baseball. Did you jump out of your seat a little bit, Donna? You know, actually, I was taking a photo. I was videoing him or doing something with the camera, my phone, when that happened. And I kind of saw it, but it was like really quick. And I thought I didn't even see that it went. I thought it went out into the outfield. I didn't even know it hit, went towards him. And then I saw it afterwards and I was like, oh, my God. But yeah, that was scary. That That's yeah, that's. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've been because there's been two in Little League. I got hit twice in the head with comebackers. Yeah. So she, yeah. I, yeah, she's she's we've lived it. But I was obviously Little League, and it's like not they don't hit the balls. Yeah, right. first time he was like ten years old, and the line the line drive came back, hit him in the forehead, and he dropped, hit the ground, and we are all you know up and at him and everything. And he he wasn't crying or anything. And the coaches go out to him and they stand over and they look. They said, okay, we we got to pull you out. That's when he started crying. When, when the coach <laughs> wanted to take him out. So they brought him back to the uh, dugout. Uh, he, actually, I think he got to finish pitching and they put him in the dugout. He finished pitching, but he had a big old egg on his head. So I'm, I don't know. Yeah. Good times. Uh, so you got to yeah. sacrifice things when you're 10 years old. You know how yeah. meaningful those games are, right? <laughs> he was, he, as you know, he can be pretty stubborn out there when he wants something. So <laughs> he was pretty persuasive with the coaches. Hey, Tyler, did you even see that ball off the bat? It was more, I think it's like a, just a reactionary thing. It was like a subconscious. Like I knew it was like coming towards me. And like at the last, I did like, I think it was more of like trying to get out of the way while knowing it was like in my vicinity. And like, I'd say when the ball hit the glove, like, I don't think it was all like my doing. I think a lot of luck was involved and it kind of like, took my glove off my hand and I was just trying to like put all my thoughts together like okay guy at second like maybe throw him out at second but I was more like relieved than anything just because bad pitch no outs guy on second I didn't know where Bilal was playing I probably should have and uh so I was like well if I don't catch this it could have gone through but I probably would have short hopped it but I was just happy I caught the ball because now there's one out I'm not gonna maybe have any run score so more of like a relieving feeling got it got it yeah. Donna are you able to enjoy we talked about this with your other son uh, Ted, when he joined us on the show, are you able to enjoy watching him pitch or do you get so nervous like some people where it is, it's almost like a chore for you? I'm, I'm okay with it. We, Greg and I together aren't really great because he talks, he has a nervous and he talks a lot yeah. and I'm the first, I internalize. So I'm very quiet and I just sit there and and I, I mean, I think it helps because I was a gymnastics coach for so many years and balance beam is, you know, the, the most pressure filled event to watch. But when it's your own son, it's a whole new level of stress. So for the most part, I'm, I've been doing it so long watching him uh, that I, I figured 
I, there's nothing I can do about it. You know, he, he's worked this hard to be who he is. And all I can do is sit back and enjoy watching him. And, you know, he has good days. He has bad days, but he knows I'm always there for him. And that's what counts. So. Very nice. Um, were you, were you big into the pommel horse or, or could you, could you either your sons do the iron cross? Well, they both did gymnastics when they were three, mind you. Uh, I, we did that. I knew, we obviously knew they weren't going to be gymnasts because I'm five, nine, Greg six, three. So, but it's all about coordination, balance, flexibility. I think it all helps when you're at a young age to do gymnastics because it filters into all the other sports that you do yeah. that you do later on in life. We so, have like home videos from a long time ago and I'm like, what, like four or five doing gymnastics and like we do like our, our warm up. And all of like our functional movements now is like where baseball has evolved to of like the stuff mm -hmm. we were doing was like what we do. It's crazy. Like it's like coordination and like I needed some coordination. I was like a, I'm a relatively good athlete, but like I just was like a tall, goobery young kid. And I think it was a really good, like, I don't know, like it was an ability to like know where my limbs were in space at a young age. So I'm super like glad that she put me into gymnastics. Whenever I have kids, I think I'm gonna throw them in gymnastics too. Yeah, that's yeah we always had a rule in our household. You have to do a sport. We don't care what it is, but you need to do a sport. <laughs> so good thinking. Uh, yeah. Before we let you go, Donna, uh, I, I've had a little trouble with Tyler. He's wonderful on the podcast and people love him. He's just such a thought provoker. He has trouble turning in his homework, Donna. Has this always been a problem? I think it's his way of telling you he doesn't want to have homework. <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> I actually generally just forgot. And too, it's like in, in New York too, I, what I pitched on one of the days and then like yeah. the post day you have like your routine. And then I remember like being on the flight and I just sat there and was like, Oh, I forgot. Yeah. Like, cause it, it was supposed me. to go in the outfield and do the thing. I yeah. almost texted one of the clubbies home and like, just do it for me. But I was like, it's not gonna, not the same. Like I'm not like out there doing it, but next time. I could do two homework assignments. I could do that next time we go to New York and something else. Who knows? It's okay. <laughs> it, it, maybe if, if there's like a little trick about how to get one of your sons to do something. It's like, for me, it'd be like, I'd promise him. Bribery. Mm. Give him candy. No. Yeah. That's what I was <laughs> that, worked, that worked when he was five. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We, could, so we could always circle back. That's great. Yeah. Well, Try it out. Listen, Donna, this was a blast. I appreciate you keeping this secret. I need, Tyler, I want to let you know. She was like, are you sure you don't want to tell him? I said, I, he's got such a good demeanor. We can surprise yeah, him and he'll love it. Mom can always I'm come sure, on. This is his great opportunity to say happy Mother's Day to his mama since I'm not going to see him. Yeah. <laughs> happy Mother's Day, Mom. I love you. <laughs> this does not get you out of getting her something nice. I want to oh, let you know not. that. Of course not. Okay? Just a reminder. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Send her something nice from the Bay Area while you're up there this weekend. Donna. An early happy Mother's Day to you, you. and all the wonderful moms all that are out there listening. There, yes. So thank, thank you. you so much. And uh, Thanks, I imagine this won't be the last time we see you on the show, okay? Okay, we'll see. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye. Got see it. Ya. Hey, I want to tell you a little bit about my friends from Aced Out. It is the cap for MLB players. 46 different ones to choose from. you got Trout out there. You got Fernando Tatis Jr., got Francisco Lindor, and a bunch of others. They also have some amazing T-shirts out there, officially licensed by the Baseball Hall of Fame. 13 of them. You could choose from the likes of Johnny Bench and Frank Thomas and George Brett and Cal Ripken Jr. 
It doesn't just have a t-shirt. It's got their accolades on them and it's nice and it's super soft. But as for the caps, they got great ones out there, including this one, the Tampa Bay, like 98ers. Remember last year, we got a whole bunch of guys that throw 98. Look how nice and fitting this is. And this is a guy who doesn't wear hats well. And if it looks this good on me, imagine how good it's going to look on you. A uh, quick reminder to use the code ROSE. You'll get 20% off of your first offer. And for any order over 35 bucks, you get free shipping as well. Free shipping. So order up. And don't forget to use that code word ROSE. You get 20% off your first order. Keep it up, Ace Stout. You guys are good stuff. I mean, she's awesome. She's great. Yeah. That's a good mom to have. I'm glad I got a good mom. That you sure did. I got a bad one. Yeah. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's good. And she has been wonderful to correspond with. Um, so you had a really interesting series out there in Anaheim. A lot happened during your four-game sweep. I was so excited to watch you pitch against Otani, mm-hmm. and he got scratched from the start. Were you disappointed? No, I feel like I've said it before. Like, I don't generally like care who I'm throwing against. I think so much of like for my routine as a pitcher, like I don't really like pay attention to the other guy while he's pitching. But hold on. I I pay. Yeah. What? Different guy. This is, I I understand it. We've talked about it with Garrett Cole and that sort of stuff. This is Shohei Otani. Who's the biggest show in the show right now because of what he is. I, I don't even, I like, honestly, personally, like a pitch, I'd rather like have the time to be able to watch him while I'm not pitching against him. Cause when I'm pitching, I don't even sit in the dugout in between innings. It's like, I go into like a tunnel in the bottom and like mm-hmm. stretch and like, got it, do stuff to stay like hot. So I'm really not even like paying attention. Like I'm obviously like guys are scoring or hitting, like I'll go out and like dap up whoever, but like for the most part, like I'm really locked into like my own thing. So I honestly like would much rather just be able to sit in the dugout and watch him pitch. And I got to, and it was really cool. Did you learn anything about Shohei, the pitcher, that you didn't know? Uh, no, I mean, I, I guess it just, like, reinforced, like, he seems like the nicest human being alive. Like, he caught that ball off of Meadows and, like, apologized to him. And I was like, oh, okay. That's pretty cool. Like, it's a pretty good-hearted, good-hearted dude, and I've only heard good things about him. So, like, you're definitely one of those guys, like, you, you root for and you hope, just especially to, like – with the, I'm sure like the pressure involved and like how big of a name he is, like you want to see those guys succeed just because like you, you like know what it's like being in a situation like that. Maybe not like at that level, but like when you're expected to succeed and you don't like it's just it's not like you don't want that to happen to anybody. So it's good to see him succeeding, even if he has to hit home runs off me. <laughs> and and how is that, by the way, has he improved significantly at the plate, in your opinion? I never I haven't faced him like I haven't. I guess from last year to this year, like what he's hitting really, really good this year. And it was really impressive too. Like generally when I throw like a good, like when I'm on a curveball, and it comes out of my hand and it's really good. Not that one. That's a slider, but like the early, the first bat, the first at bat I threw him like really good, like 12, six, like 84, 85 curveballs. And generally like nobody really even like foul tips it or is on it. Like it's generally like usually a swing and miss when it comes out. Right. And he was like all over like foul tipping, like really, really good curveballs at the bottom of the zone. And I remember being in the first at bat being like, that's, that's pretty impressive just for how long he is and like how much how many limbs he has you'd think it'd be a lot harder for him but like he gets to everything and he just has such a unique swing i just think he's definitely like a like a fun player to watch oh yeah he's a ton of fun Are you kidding yeah. me i mean he is he's special can you believe based on what you know that it takes to be a dominant pitcher in this league how good he is at both yeah it's it's incredible it's very i just think too like 
with how like how common slumping and stuff is in baseball like hitting and pitching it's just like to do both of them like maybe it's good to be able to like if you like are not feeling so good on one and then you can like go to the other one but I don't know he just seems to handle it really well and he's like very young and has, it's so like lighthearted and doesn't take himself so seriously and I mean he's just a, a special talent and I think like it's it's impressive how he can navigate both of them so well mm-hmm. you had one other thing that was kind of funny that that made the uh rounds on social media where you thought you'd struck out Justin Upton but it was only two yeah. strikes but then you did the classic my bad bro yeah my bad yeah did, did somebody tell you we're like or did you realize when did you realize <clears throat> it was only two strikes I looked at Willie or Yandir yeah I remember I think I looked at Willie and he was like he like pointed at me I was like what and I looked back and there was like still standing at the plate and I was like oh damn because what happened the first pitch I threw him a slider and I thought he swung just from like my view angle, I couldn't really tell. And as I looked over to the first base umpire, he didn't do anything. Like they didn't have him check. So I assumed like, oh, okay, he might've just called like a strike. I think he just, the home plate umpire like took into his own hands and like called him whatever, it's a strike. And then it like, I did my math and I thought I threw three strikes and struck him out and I didn't. And then like looking at him after too, like he's always been a player that I like respect and I just like the way he carries himself. And he just like, seems like such a good dude. So it was just the initial reaction of like, Oh, I don't want to like, I'm not trying to show you up. Like there's a little pimp job there too. Like I struck him out and I'm kind of like feeling myself and I'm like, Oh my bad. Like I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm just not trying to like disrespect anyone. So I just gave him a nice little, like my bad. And he was cool about it. Like laughing obviously. And it was, it was fun. And then I think I ended up walking him, which was whack, but whatever. (laughs) Yeah. But that was the, uh, that's the fun stuff for us. Oh yeah. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I wish more and more, there's always that fine line between you are a competitor. This is your job. This is how you make your living. You want to win. You want to be the best you can, but also realize like, it's not all life and death. It's okay. We can laugh at ourselves oh, yeah. and have a good time and you have to be able, I don't know how you find that balance, but if you're able to, that's what we as fans love the most. That's what, I mean, that's what's helped me so much in baseball. Like actually being able to be myself and like go have fun and I think when I was in Pittsburgh I always assumed like I, I just had to be like <clears throat> baseball always and not have anything outside of it it just kind of like so like oh put all your effort into baseball and the second I was allowed to just go out there and like have fun and do stupid stuff and it just made it a lot easier it like makes you realize it's just kind of like it puts you back into like the backyard baseball mindset and we're like this really is a fun game like you're literally playing a game you don't need to take yourself so seriously so yeah, I agree. Like just being able to go out there and have fun, like makes it so much easier. All right. Last one. And then we're going to welcome in our guest, Evan Longoria, the San Francisco Giants, a former Tampa Bay Ray, former face of the Tampa Bay Rays, by the way. So you were in Anaheim when the Angels DFA'd Albert Pujols. Was there kind of a weird buzz around the stadium on Thursday because of it? Yeah, I'd say like there's a lot of curiosity and stuff in our clubhouse and like I don't know what it was like over there, obviously, but it was definitely strange. I remember waking up and looking at my phone and seeing that and being like, what in the world? And my immediate thought was like, all right, where's he going to sign? Like, is he going to Cardinals? Is he going to Chicago? Like what's going on here? So, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely weird. I wonder, I still wonder like how that all went down and like what the dialogue was. Like, I don't think anyone will ever really find out like how it would like the meeting and like what they really, what they, I don't know what they talked about, but definitely shocking. Like, I remember walking into the field too and just kind of like looking over it like their whole team was out there stretching. And I remember just trying to like pick up on like a vibe. If like, if anyone was like angry or upset, I don't know, but it just seemed like a relatively normal day, but definitely like some strange, a little, a little weird. Yeah. You never got to face the Albert pools. I know. know I'm glad I didn't either. <laughs> right. Yeah. That guy's a stud, but it would be 
I mean, you, we've talked about it, you know, facing trout and guys like that. I mean, that's basically what you're facing from back in the day. He, he had 11 seasons in St. Louis, 10 of them. He finished in the MVP voting in the top five. And the one year he didn't, he finished ninth a year. He had 71 extra base hits and a 997 OPS. That's the year he finished ninth. Yeah. In the MVP crazy. voting. <clears throat> I feel like that's back in the day too. when they didn't value that stat as much. Like, oh, right. yes, maybe if it was like nowadays, he'd probably be a little higher on that list. But it's weird. Like, even like going looking and like comparing his early numbers to Mike Trout's early numbers. And like, everyone knows Mike Trout's goat. Like, Pujols' numbers are still like insanely better than his, I think. Like, his first, like, until up to this point in his career, like his age, it's incredible. Like, what he was able to accomplish in St. Louis and like his whole career for that matter. Like, it's, I mean, that's a once in a lifetime player. So, I mean, it's crazy. He hit 328 in 11 seasons in St. Louis. Yeah, I don't, 28. I don't get it. <laughs> that's, that's, that's incredible. Just to do it for that long too. Like this game is so hard. Like that's nuts. What's good. Do you know Mike Trout's career stats? What he's like three thirteen or something like that? Three something two. Yeah, he's something? over, he's over 300. Uh, we'll, we'll bring it up here quickly. Um, but yeah, yeah he's, is just in like another stratosphere. It's nuts. Yeah. So he is a three Oh six hitter and his OPS is 1004. For his career 1004 that's nuts uh, it's just it's crazy i know but you guys did a number on him for the most part yeah we got although he did he did hit homer over four outfielders which i thought was kind yeah, of impressive true. i know that's i mean like i think you could have seven outfielders and you're still gonna hit a homer like that's not like the generally like out when it goes outside of the outfielders that's who cares how many people are out there? <laughs> I kept good. seeing that all over social media. And I was like, I don't get it. Why is this so crazy? Like generally too, you don't ship the guy with four outfielders. Like, I don't really know. Like, I don't think many teams do that. So it was weird. It is kind of like a nice, like punch in the face though, of like four outfielders, like watch. And he just hits a homer. So that's, that's pretty See, crazy. That's, that's where you have to walk by cash and be like, yeah, that really worked. Nice job. <laughs> See if he's I laughing. Yeah, I know. It's funny. All right. We got Evan Longoria, the giants coming your way. Hold tight. Hey, everybody, I want to tell you a little bit about dugout mugs. Yeah, these things, they are perfect, whether it's for graduation or maybe end of the season for baseball. If you're in high school, you want to get your coach something. Dugout mugs are great because they can especially engrave things, right? I'm a Tribe fan, so I got my big C, got my big C. I even got Chris Rose on here. So you ask and they will engrave away. It's that time of year. Plus, uh, let's see here. If I, if I just want to drink some high-quality H2O, I get this one. I want to drink something a little stronger. I bring the old wine. And if it's like on a Friday or Saturday, I know it's party time. I got the little shot glass special. Plus, if you just have a bottle around, we can help you out here before you load up your dugout mug. Uh, use the code word JOMBOY at dugoutmugs.com. You get 35% off with use of that code. That is 35% off. Let's go. Go get yourself a dugout mug or two. Cheers to that. We continue on with the Chris Rose rotation, a presentation of John Boy Media, joined by San Francisco Giants third baseman Evan Longoria. Yes, he is in a car, but don't worry, he's not driving, right? You're, you're being safe, right? I'm not driving. Okay. I'm not driving. I'm not driving. You're not but no Uber. Here's one hand. Here's the other hand. <laughs> no. All right. Sorry, 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 sorry. There you I go. It's coming in and out, so keep. You're, you're good. <laughs> Uh, so Tyler told us a few years ago that he actually uh, rented your house down in Florida. 
Is this accurate? He did, yeah. I think it was I think it was you and Duffy, right? Yeah, me and Duff were in there. It's the best rental ever. I miss it. <laughs> yeah. So, I know. Well, I, I missed it too. I missed my house there too. <laughs> I know. I can imagine. Do you go back there in the off season at all? You like you're you're there pretty much, or like a good amount, right? Yeah, we spend um at least a couple weeks there in the off season, usually for um for Halloween around Halloween time. And then, um, we went back, um, when do we go back? Well, we went back to Florida again to see her parents down in South Florida, but, uh, yeah, we spent two weeks there. That's an absolute prime trick or treating location too. I bet your kids absolutely just work the streets out there. <laughs> yeah. They, they actually put on like a, the street puts on a pretty good, uh, pretty good party. There's a, a lot of houses that participate and, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty fun. It's pretty yeah, there were some cool neighbors there too. Like one of our media guys was there. There was a bunch of cool people on that street. Yeah, I don't know if you ever did. You go fishing with uh, Wector, Drew? Or, oh, yeah, well, I actually did go. Drew, yeah, I went with Drew and Wector one time. And they would like came up and yeah. like pulled up in the backyard and just like hopped on. I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it is it is a prime spot. It's a great spot yeah. to be. All right, so Evan, did did uh, did Glass and Duffy leave it all in working order, or did you have to build them for like shit that went wrong? I, I was actually hoping to be able to build them. Um, but, uh, but the place was, <laughs> the place was in pretty good shape. So they, they, they took good care of it. Nice. Yeah. And glass, did you find anything that was, um, interesting in the Longoria hey, house? You better not have been looking around. <laughs> no comment. No, no, nothing. No, uh, no, just normal traditional stuff. Good house. We locked up, we locked up all the stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, Evan, you know what? It's it hasn't been an easy few years for you the last couple. And now you are out of the gates great through five weeks. Was there ever a part of you over the last couple of years where you were like, damn, am I ever going to get back to being Evan Longoria? <laughs> uh no, you know, I, I think um uh I I knew at some point that um I would you know, I guess I believe, you know, you never know, but like, I believe that like, you know, I, I'm still um, a, a quality major league player and that the, the skills were still in there. And there, there was a big um, adjustment period, you know, like going from being in one place for, for so long to, um, you know, new, new place, new face, new ballpark, all that, like it was a big adjustment. So, um, you know, definitely a lot more comfortable now. So, Glass, what's the deal? Like, do people, is there still Longoria gear that's hanging around Tampa Bay? I mean, the guy was the face of the franchise for, for basically a whole decade. Yeah. For, I feel like if you go, so like he knows, like as when you go to the Trop and like a, a big market team comes into town, like you're generally the away team, but like through the sea of, of the few Ray fans, <laughs> all the, or like all the jerseys are like Longoria. There's some, some Kiermeyers in there, but a lot of them are, are generally Longoria. <laughs> So it's, you know what, it's kind of a shame that like, I, I obviously like, I'm always, um, you know, there, there's going to be a part of me always that's tied to, um, the Tampa Bay area. And, um, you know, my family was born there, um, you know, we raised our kids there for a good amount of time. And so there, there's a lot of, um, you know, love and support. And, um, you know, so there's always like a part of me that like hopes that, you know, more fans show up for you guys and you guys like start to, you know, get the kind of like, full-hearted support that like obviously the team deserves you know you guys have been winning yeah. for, for a lot of years now and so um you know i i think at some point i'd i'd, I'd like to see that i mean i think too like it, like 
the amount of people and the support in the city is like good enough to have a good fan base. It's just a stadium. Like I think if they were to do like yeah. maybe not renovations, but move it or do something like there, I mean, cause what Amelie and like the hockey stadium is like crazy. Like everyone, when I lived in Tampa yeah. one off season, like everyone would go there like Thursday games, the place was packed yeah. out. Like it was like a social event. So, I mean, there's definitely potential. It's just like yeah. how they're going to execute it, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, I a hundred percent agree with that. I think there's like a lot of Tampa Bay Rays fans. Yeah. Um, it's just, you know, for whatever reason and like the ballpark, like I know like the ballpark incentivizes people to go, you know, it's, it's not that like the ticket prices are through the roof and like, you know, parking costs a million dollars. Like, you know, it's, it's a very affordable ballpark to go to. So, um, you know, and there, there's a, there is a ton of fans within the city, like without a doubt. Yeah. Are I you, think just to like the TV stuff too. There's like a, a really big viewership and whatnot too. So like, it's definitely like potentials there. <clears throat> yeah. Hey, Evan, were you rooting for the Rays last year in the world series? Um, I try not to root for, for anybody in the world yeah, series. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, you, usually I've got like uh, friends on both sides. Um, so it's, uh, it's, it's always hard, but like, honestly, I don't, I, I barely watch baseball when I'm not playing. So like playoff baseball, like, you know, I usually am like watching it in passing or watching the highlights. Got it. So what was it like when you, you had so much success the minute you got up there, right? I mean, all-star out of the gate. First three years off the charts, national commercials. What was there a time where you had to take a step back and you were like, what the hell is going on here? Like it was crazy. It was, you know, it was nice because I, I only really had myself to care about. You know, I, I think that like when you're single and you're young, like you don't um I was just enjoying like the moment, you know, just being being um able to do all of those things and and uh, you know, lucky enough to be in the situation that I was. And so I, I guess I really didn't think about it at the time. Um, you know, now I look back and I'm like, wow, like I was, I was doing a lot of cool stuff, you know, like there, there was a lot happening. Um, and I definitely appreciate those moments now, but, um, being where I am now, like I'm, I'm, uh, I'm happier to, to not do it anymore. You know, like I, I like, um, you know, seeing the young players succeed and the young players, like be a part of that and like, hopefully like force them to like do more to like get out there and experience those sorts of things. Um, you know, versus like, you know, being being uh, scared to do that or open to do different things. What was the best part of being Evan Longoria back then? Or <laughs> I know your wife's driving. Are you allowed to say anything? <laughs> She's right here. Uh, no, man. Like, <laughs> I mean, look, the, the, uh, the, the commercials and, and all the stuff that I was lucky enough to do, like afforded me a lot of cool things, you know, like, um, I mean, I remember even being in like, New York and Boston, you know, because we, we had, we'd go there so many times, like just the, the kind of like acknowledgement from the visiting cities of like me being like a good player and like getting, letting me into places through lines and like, you know, just, just those like experiences, I think was the, the coolest part about being, um, you know, being a, a young, you know, kind of notable player, just, just being able to enjoy those moments. So glass we're, sh we're showing right now, the old new era commercial where you're doing the you know the tom cruise and just going through it do you remember that one glass oh yeah no i don't remember at the time i just watched it now i don't remember watching that though i don't remember yeah, when was that what year was, was like that? 12 years old though yeah right exactly <laughs> <laughs> so that was what 08 probably yeah, or 2008, yeah. it was 2008 yeah. I think. my god your rookie year so to talk yet in 2008 <laughs> yeah how did glass uh, was just born <laughs> how did they how did they shoot that one because you had some good action stuff in there it was, it was a, it was actually like a crazy big production. It was, um, 
it was like in Tampa, you know, they shot it all over um, the, the, the Tampa area. And I mean, it was my first real like big production shoot, you know, like makeup and, and action cameras and, you know, different locations. And it was, it was a bit overwhelming, uh, you know, at, at the point that I was in my career, but um, yeah, it was just like uh, people, you know, still obviously talk about that and ask me about it and remember it. So it was a, it was a memorable experience. So do more people ask you, do they come up to you and say, that's not my hat? Or do they say, <laughs> hi, Evan Longoria? No, no, you know, you know what I get the most, honestly, is I get asked if that, if that ball catch is real. Have you seen the video of the ball, you know, with the reporter yes. and I catch the ball? Oh, like, yeah, 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 I've seen, yeah. That one I get, I get asked about that more than anything. And the story behind that was I did a commercial for Gillette. I shot a Gillette commercial, was called the Gillette Young Guns for like, it was like six or seven different athletes across all sports. And it was for Gillette. And I did that for like eight hours during the day. And that got no publicity. I did the five minute video clip of the fake catch, um, you know, at the end of the day. And that's the one that went viral. So People still bring that up to you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What about the um, the Field of Dreams one? Did, you know, Field the one where the, the Pepsi, where you're banging on the machine? And, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. It's all the legends from, you know, please tell me you at least got to meet one of those legends that they weren't all green screened in. Um, I don't think we were all kind of separate. I think we all just like came in, came and went at separate times. But they, they did have like, it was all in a studio and they had this huge like grass area laid out. It was cool. It wasn't like outside. It was, it was indoors. Dude, that is hilarious. Glass, how do we get you a national yeah. ad, man? I don't know. Like, I'm not the guy to ask. Glass, <laughs> glass dude, he's got it. Glass has a bad agent. He should be, he should have been on a, on a head and shoulders commercial already. Exactly. <laughs> I was going to use like the Tampa market as an excuse, but clearly that's not a thing. So I don't know. <laughs> that's exactly. So uh, It's coming soon after he wins the Cy Young probably. There you go. <laughs> um, so Evan, you know, your team was so young and you guys all grew up together. You made the world series and then piece by piece, they turn around. There goes James Shields. There goes Crawford on a free agent deal. There goes David price. There goes Zobrist. When you were the last guy left, were you looking around saying, man, like I thought I might be a Ray my entire life, but at some point I have to brace myself that it might not happen. Yeah. I mean, I, I was, um, I really didn't want to think about it um, because I really did want to be there, you know, my whole career. I, I, I thought that it was a, a real possibility. Um, but, you know, that's just, it's just the business of baseball as, as much as, uh, as much as we all, I think, hate to admit it. I mean, the, the era of, um, you know, one guy being with one team for his whole career is, is, you know, you might see one guy, one or two guys in, you know, in, in my career do it. I mean, we got Buster is going to be, you know, really Buster, Craw, and Belt are all, you know, have the potential to be with the Giants for their whole career. And, that, you know, maybe Mike Trout, um, you know, there, there's only a few guys that I can think of that have, that are, have been doing it that long. So, you know, it, it just kind of is part of the business now. 
Glass, do you guys talk about that in Tampa? Because you, you, you guys are smart people. You know how they operate. Do you guys talk about that as players that you might be living on borrowed time together? Yeah, I don't know if it's like an open dialogue. I think everyone like knows. Everyone like realizes it. And like, I guess, depending on the position you're in and like <clears throat> how the team's playing and like how, how much service you have and where you're lined up in ARB, like it's a real possibility. And I think too, like, even this last offseason, like seeing with Charlie and Blake and everything, it's really like, I mean, it's clear that like, that's just, that's kind of what happens. And then they've shown it too throughout like the history. And I mean, I don't like fault anyone. I just kind of think that's how they operate. And like, they kind of have to do what they got to do to win, but it's definitely something like you said, it's like, I don't know if it's something I consciously think about all the time, but I definitely know it's a possibility. Um, I want both of you to answer. I'm going to have Evan start and then Tyler, you follow up. What was your welcome to the show moment? Like, was there a moment, Evan, where you stepped into a batter's box against a pitching legend or you were, on the same field as Derek Jeter or something. And you were like, man, this is cool. Yeah. I mean, for sure. That's like one of them. The first one was, you know, be playing against Derek Jeter, um, you know, at Yankee stadium for the first time, like, and it was the old Yankee stadium too, which um, was, I mean, obviously like it's, it's, it's weird how it kind of goes full circle. I mean, I remember like being that, you know, that kid, you know, 13 years ago and being like, wow, like, and now I have people tell me that and I'm like, wow, am I really that old? You know, like, have I really been out there for that long? But, um, you know, it's, it's, it was a special moment for me. And, um, you know, that, I mean, every, every time I went to a new place and played against somebody on that team who was like a veteran player that I grew up watching, you know, I, I remember the moment in 2008 when we played the White Sox um, and and Junior was on the White Sox at the time and it was like, wow, that's really like Ken Griffey Jr., like my childhood idol, you know, one of the guys I grew up loving um, and, you know, that that's, I think that ha it happened a lot my first year. Glass? Uh, yeah, I, I, th I, yeah, like my debut, I'd say like facing, uh, Molina and just kind of having that, like, Whoa, this is uh this is kind of crazy. Like standing up, there's one thing to think about. And then it's one thing to like be there and like the emotions I felt during it, just like a little mixture of just like absolutely terrified with, uh, with like excitement with like, it was just a whole kind of whirlwind. And then like, I finished that game and then kind of went inside and it wasn't like I was like blacked out during it, but it's very much like you process it after for me, like. I got through that first start. It was relatively good. And, um, but I, I remember when Molina stepped up to the plate, I was like, that's, that's weird. Like I used to watch this guy on TV. Now I'm facing him. It was, it was definitely strange. You know, uh, Evan, I think you've really made it big time when you start going on Hollywood junkets for MLB and start interviewing people in Anchorman two, which you had the, <laughs> the chance yeah. of doing. So for people who forgot this, here's a little taste. What is a grand salami? Man, I did forget that grand too. Grand salami? That, 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 it's a fun term for a grand slam. In the movies, it's what you, it's what, it's what, it's what we, it's what Carell keeps in his pants. And I thought it was a uh, sausage with various meats and cheeses. He was right. Oh, huh. I'm not sure. We'll check. Yeah. Okay. We can double check. Awesome. Do you, are you a baseball player, by the way? No. Okay. No. Just made me <laughs> not even a fan. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's America's pastime, you know. You should watch the uh, the documentary, the Ken Burns. Ken Burns. I think you'll fall in love with the game. Yeah. Okay. That was very good with Will Ferrell and Dave Keckner. That was really good. Yeah. That's, I mean, God, like, 
obviously it's it's hard to be funny with like some of the funniest people that you know have ever like been on the on the silver screen so um yeah i was i was nervous as hell to do that but it was it was fun dude you pulled it off it was good it was yeah how quick you were when they said they said are you a baseball player and you were like no no (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i mean like i think that just like came out out of nerves or something it's pretty good glass have you had a um Hollywood meeting yet with anybody? Because you, I mean, you look so Hollywood. It, you had to have run he into does, somebody. Doesn't he? He's so Hollywood. <laughs> no, I haven't. Um, just baseball players and stuff. So no, I wouldn't say that. Well, I guess like cold like dates Vanessa Hutchins. She's I, I don't know. I consider her, like, I don't know her extremely well, but she's like the most down to earth like normal person. So I still don't know if I guess that the two don't like go hand in hand. But I guess that would have to be the most like. But I never really have had like any sort of like hollywood whatever you said not really <laughs> so does does like when you've hung out with her does she does she say hey tyler how are you man yeah, yeah she can speak english she talks okay good <laughs> see yeah she's just like super uh, like just normal and cool and they just we go over there and just have like a normal hangout or whatever and yeah it's just fun see this, this is, is like your good. typical standard conversations this is all good yeah. all right uh, I want to ask you about your 2021 Giants who are off to an amazing start and everybody was looking at the roster and like, oh, it's too many old guys. Can't can't get it done. We are old. We are old for sure. <laughs> uh, I don't call you old. I call you veteran. There's a big yeah, difference. Thank you. Um, can you have a conversation with your GM and say, listen, I get what sort of plans in place. I've been around this game a long time. I'm still under contract next year. I feel like we can add a piece and make a run yeah i mean i think that there's like obviously a ton of belief within the clubhouse and and there's an understanding of what we kind of need you know to to if we really want to like make a deep run you know and and uh and so i think there you know if we do what we feel we can do and keep kind of playing the way we are there's probably going to be some conversations about like hey like this is kind of what we feel like we need to get to you know where we want to be and um, I don't know. I don't know when they'll happen. I'm sure that like, you know, I, I don't think that, um, I don't think that teams want to lose. Right. You know, like I, I think that they, they understand like kind of that we have a good team, you know, we have a lot of good pieces that can help us win. And I think that they know what we need. So, you know, hopefully it doesn't come to that point, but if it does, like, I, I think there'll be some like serious urging on like, Hey, like we're close, you know, but, and this is what we need. Um, but hopefully it doesn't get to that point. Can you, do you have the ability to go into somebody's office and mention that? Like you guys have enough leaders there that have done accomplished a lot in a game. No. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess you can, it doesn't mean they're going to listen. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that those conversations will be had for sure. Um, you know, whether they're in an office or out on the field or just in passing. Um, but, uh, like I said, hopefully, um, they understand. And I think they do, you know, what pieces we do need to add to, to kind of, um, you know, put ourselves in a position to, to be a winning team the whole season. Got it. Do you, uh, do you ever chat with Eric Neander down there in Tampa? Does he, does he glass? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I would say like the, I don't know about like every other organization, but I'd say it's a lot different than like from Pittsburgh to Tampa. Like he's always around, like he's very open about anything. It's very much like, um, like front office coaches and players are very much on like the same level. There's not really like a hierarchy type thing huh. going on. So like, I mean, I'll, we'll have conversations about stuff like that all the time. Again, too, like I think 
the track record, like the success of people they've signed and like a lot of stuff they do, like I think most players kind of trust in the front office to to do what they have to do. And clearly, like Evan said, like that, of course they want to win. And I think our situation is different than some other teams. And like, we don't really, you can't like go out and just spend a bunch of money and get guys. But for the most part, like, I think a lot of our guys have full trust and I know like how bad Eric wants to win, but it's cool that like, he's very open about it and very like just transparent. Like you ask him a question, he'll be honest with you. And he's always around, he's always available. So I don't know how it is, like I said, with any other team, but it's pretty like, pretty like standard would ask whatever you want. Good. That's good. All right, Longo, before we let you go, we're going to spin the wheel of moderately interesting things here that we uh, got five different categories. We're going to have both the answer. Ooh, double play. I know. Okay. Evan Longoria, who do people say that you look like celebrity wise? Tyler Glass now. Oh, oh, there it is. Stop. For goodness <laughs> sakes. Uh, I wish. I wish I had that hair. <laughs> you do it's just uh, on your face yeah right yeah, we'll exactly. in here for beard we will have and half it's, it's going the wrong direction um no i mean i don't i haven't been asked that question in so long um but uh i know who glass looks like though he looks like the guy from piggy blinders <laughs> i mean i get it every time we put something out on social media it's mm-hmm. unreal yep i mean it's, it's really close, too. Like, really, really close. Glass, have you ever tried to, like, touch base? <laughs> uh, no, not, not really. Except I don't he's, think... probably, he's probably two feet shorter than me. Yeah, he's, <laughs> I think he's, like, five, five, six or five, seven or something like that. But I, uh, I don't think he has, like, social media or anything. But no. Does it, does it bother you? Does it get on your nerves now because it's been such no. a story? No, not, not at all. Not really. It's not like a bad thing like people no, ask no, me all the time like every thing. single day but yeah, i mean i think he's like what he's a good actor cool dude right it's fine that's yeah, it. I'm, I'm good yeah, with it. Sure. <laughs> Evan, you should ask jamie if, who she thinks you look who like do, who, who do you think i look like me? yeah you who do i think i look like oh you don't know how say who the soccer player who the soccer player who's the soccer player beckham beckham what are you hi yeah <laughs> <laughs> I like that though. That's a good answer. That's a surprise. Yeah, she's very supportive of me. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty good. Well, we know who's right. on her list. There you yeah, go. I think that. Yeah, exactly. I think if she just looks, she's just looking right at my beard. That's it. <laughs> uh, that's pretty good though. Funny. That's funny. All right. Uh, by the way, we would be remiss if she didn't at least give us a wave. I'm sure that all the fans of the oh, yeah, she's are, here. There she is. That, oh, a little kiss, dude. And she's talented. She's, she's uh, driving in. She's doing all this stuff. Yeah, she's Good. she's she's pregnant too. She's heavily pregnant. We're about to have a baby. Number three. So, yeah, baby number three. Um, Ju- July July one. Congratulations. Yeah, that's awesome. So we're we're getting there. So. Did did we peek under the hood? You've got one and one, right, boy and girl? Yeah, we got one and one. We don't know what we don't know what this is. It's gonna be a surprise. Oh, that'll be fun for you. Well, congratulations! Yeah. Please congratulate her because she's doing all the I hard will. work. You know, she is doing all the hard work. You're right about that. That's awesome. Hey, listen, <laughs> man, it was great catching up with you. We appreciate the time. Continued success, man. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Good luck to Glass too. Keep it up, man. Thanks, you too, man. Thanks, dude. All right, brother. See ya. Always fun catching up with uh, Evan Longoria, and it's nice to see him kind of circle around. And, you know, the guy, 
he hit his 300th homer of his career last year. Like, he's had a good good run, man. Yeah, absolutely. He's always been. I mean, obviously, like Tampa, like legend and a really good player. Like, he's never. I feel like he's never really had like a. I guess like for maybe like to his standards or something like a bad season, but he's always been good. Like there's no, he's never really had like a quote unquote bad season. Like the guy yeah. is just a good baseball player. Yeah. Well, it is a little bit from the standpoint, you know, we talked about Pujols earlier being released and, you know, Cardinals fans have one vision of Albert Pujols. Angels fans have another because yeah. he, they never won a playoff game with him there for Longoria. He built up so much goodwill in the Tampa community helped him become a winner for the first time, was the first face of the franchise, all that. And out to San Francisco, he joins a team that had won three World Series in the beginning part of the decade, and they just haven't won it. So I think that that's what happens, is that your people's perspective of you change when you put on a different uniform. Happens. Yeah. <clears throat> I think you're only as good as, like, your, I don't know, like your current status, right? Like, I think, like, like your local market your local whatever team is definitely going to associate you with like how you perform in there because they're obviously like guys in san francisco i'm sure people like obviously people knew of longoria but they're not like keeping up with them as thoroughly as like a tampa fan mm-hmm. so i think yeah it's very much just like what do you what can you do for us now and it's it's definitely cool to see him just like going off right now because he is yeah. like always a threat at the plate like he's always a really good hitter one of those guys you always have to like game plan pretty hard against i should have asked him about we we talked to him a little bit about the facial hair but I should have asked him what makes him either keep it or let it go. Cause right now I'm in a bad stage. My wife wants me to bring it back. I had a beard for the first time Ooh. ever last summer during quarantine. There you go. And she said, you know What's what? After debate, you're then? done with the NFL draft. You're growing that thing back. I think that's, I feel like that's traditionally like the other way. I feel like the wife would usually be like, shave it. I don't like it. It's kind of, I like that. And obviously too, like you probably have to grow it out then. Right. Like what else can you yeah. do? Yeah. So if I want anything, yeah, I have to grow it out. Yeah, exactly. And, like, but here's, here's the fucked up part of it all. <laughs> so right now it's at a very itchy stage for her and for me. Ooh, I see. So if I want to get close to her, she starts pushing me away. I was like, what's going on? She's like, you're scratchy. I said, all right, now stop. You cannot ask me to grow the beard. And then if I, you know, True. if it's time, yeah. if it's go time, exactly. you can't say it's because I got this stubble on my face. It's, it you're just in that awkward well. middle stage. You got to go through, you got to, you're putting in your rounds right now. You're in training right now, but you give it a couple of weeks, it'll get like some nice, some girth on it and you'll be, you'll be good to go. Your wife will be back to being all over you. <laughs> you obviously said by a man who's never been married and certainly yeah. not for 23 and a half. I have no years. idea what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. And you know, looks like an Adonis and can snap his fingers and there's eight women fawning all over him all the time. No, for me, it's no, no, no. You kidding me. I'm, I'm the, fifth most important person in a four-person household so <laughs> all right you ready for your homework assignment yeah i'll do it this time i swear <clears throat> i'm giving you a choice okay during um the time where we're away you play the new york mets at home and another member of the chris rose rotation is mm-hmm. trevor may mm-hmm. who is on the mets you can either try to figure out how to get a cool little video with him or a picture in the hallway or something shows you together. Do you want that or the option behind door number two? I need to see what's behind door number two and then I'll decide. <laughs> no, no, no. You either take that one or the door number two. I might just take that one because I want to meet him anyway. And I was like, just kill two birds with one stone. I'll do my homework and I'll meet him. Okay, good. All right. Yeah. So you'll take that one. Oh, yeah. You want to know what was behind door number two? Yeah, of course I do. I'm curious now. 
no homework assignment. <laughs> oh, God, dang it. <laughs> Shoot. Dang it. Well, I don't know. I, I owe you a homework assignment anyway. I'll, I'm up for the challenge. Not a challenge. I'm up for the task. That's good. I will, I will text him and let him know that uh, there's going to be some six foot seven inch, uh, you know, Adonis who might be <laughs> huffing and puffing after some massive workout on an elliptical or trying to get his <laughs> hips straight after a start. You know, got to get those hips right. Wanting to say hi. Yeah. Uh, listen, it was always great catching up with you. I appreciate you being a good sport about your mom. That was that was yeah, okay, I, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. She can come on whenever. I love I love talking to her. She's good. It was great. And too. don't forget to get her something nice for Mother's Day. I know. Day. I know. I already got some ideas. I'll give her like I think she appreciates the the long phone calls more than the gifts. But I, I mean, you got to you got to go both. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. But Definitely. you know, something nice too is yeah, it's always good. If you got any ideas, send it over. That's my homework assignment to you. Give me some Mother's Day ideas. Oh, I'm yeah, the worst gift giver in the entire world. Terrible. That's a bad excuse, but like, can't. I'm just not good at it. I'll help you out with this since this is going to air the, the day after. Uh, what is her favorite flower? Okay, now here's uh, what you do. Text your dad. <laughs> what is mom's favorite flower? Yeah. They all, That's a good idea. Not everybody is roses. Everybody like no, my wife no. loves orchids. So yeah. if I just get an orchid on an on an odd day of the week, doesn't have to be a special occasion, then it doesn't matter how much stubble I've got on my face. Right. She's in. I so, think there's something there's something creepy about sending your mom roses too. I think I gotta find a different flower, right? Is that weird? Maybe yeah, I don't know. <laughs> something. Something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, I know what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. My dad would growing up would always bring my mom like random flowers home. And I remember like in my head being like, that's that's good. I need to do that when I have yes. a wife. <laughs> do you want to do something where you know that there's an attachment that she has to it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If there's something she's passionate about, it could be having something pretty around the house. It could be something, you know, whatever her favorite thing to do is. I mean, I know she's a workout freak, right? Yeah. So I can get her an elliptical. <laughs> I'll do that. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to put yeah. the kibosh on that one. I mean, you yeah, certainly I don't can. Think it, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Just maybe, maybe just cause that could be the just cause moment. Yeah. Huh. Right. I'll, I'll have to think about it. That's a good idea though. I do think like, I got to find something that's like, there's some, some like mental background there, some flowers, yeah. some, yeah. I usually end up figuring it out, but she's also not like, I would say her love language is not like gifts, but like, obviously like you got to, got to put some time. and got to think of something. Do you ever write her cards? No. Uh -uh. Right. I'll, I'll like I would say like I, I sent her text messages or call her <laughs> if you get her a card and write her a note I guarantee you you will make her cry and feel wonderful at the same time there you go I guess like oh, for her birthday and stuff I get like yeah I'll get her cards and stuff but I, I probably should do like a little like a heartfelt message or something yeah just it's okay I've listen unfortunately I am an I will spill my heart here for a second unfortunately we have lost several friends of my age in recent time and for, we just had a funeral, a virtual funeral for one yesterday. And we were, we're all crying our eyes out. She lived, she was 52. She lived life to the fullest. Like we would talk about it all the time. We were like, how in the world does Lainey have time to go on vacation, to go out to lunch, to go out to dinner the same day, and then to go out for drinks at night and then to go to Vegas all this time because she was not going to let anything slow her down. This is before she got sick, mm -hmm. but man. Because she, she went quick. She found out in October, and she died in April. Damn. For somebody who just was full of life, man, she just taught us all, like, yeah, go go enjoy it. Go That's call cool. that person. Go drop them a card. Do it. Yeah. And appreciate it, man, because it is 
Yeah. You know, she taught us all something yesterday at the funeral. That's which cool. Is probably her greatest tribute. And she was a good, good nice. human. Nice. So, there you go. I didn't mean to end yeah. it on a downer, but I think it's actually a pick me up. Yeah, helps. for sure. It helps a little bit. Yeah. All right, man. Keep doing great things out there. I appreciate you always having fun and, and being such a good sport. Absolutely, man. Appreciate it. Had fun. You got it. Tell everybody right. there in the race clubhouse we say hi and smack cash on the head for me. I will. I will. We'll see you next time, everybody, here right. on the Chris Rose Rotation, a presentation of John Boy Media. Bye.